everyone. This is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these pro- podcasts. And each month, I also have the pleasure of bringing in Board President Rod Sherpy to discuss what occurred at this month's board meeting. And we had a meeting this last Monday. So President Sherpy is here today. Welcome, Rod. Oh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, we're on to the January meeting, and uh, for those of you that have been following along, uh, we've liked to have had very long meetings, but we made an exception for everybody this time. Yeah, I think we did this one right. It was, uh, what, about an hour and 15 minutes? Yeah, about that. So. Yeah, so it was uh, it was one, if you were following along at home, you could follow it along and not miss sleep. <laughs> and maybe you could still see the second half of the, the Georgia-Alabama football game. Uh, so we started off our meeting, uh, as we usually do, with recognition of public comments, and we had one person that came in for that. Yep. Uh, this was a parent that came in and expressing concerns about uh, um, fighting that occurs at GHS with students and our response to it and general safety concerns for the students at the high school. Um, I, I know as I, I've heard these concerns in the past from uh, different community members, and uh, I've talked to you about them. Um, I, I got to say, personally, I've toured the high school many times, and I haven't witnessed fights. I do know they occur, and I know that we, as a board, you know, we take a pretty strong position on this. You know, uh, we want our students and staff to, you know, be in a safe, you know, uh, environment where they're, you know, they, they, they can thrive at learning and not be worried about their safety. Um, and I know there's, there's been occasions where we've had, uh, you know, behavior, student behavior issues brought to us on, you know, very specific concerns and, uh, that's been addressed. Um, we have, um, a really good security staff there at the, the high school that, that, you know, patrol the, the hallways, make sure that the hallways are safe and, you know, address concerns as they happen. I don't know. Is there anything else as far as uh, student safety that you want to? Well, I mean, you know, we have, uh, we do have every once in a while as in any school, uh, you know, there will be disagreements among students and there will, unfortunately, some of those devolve into fights and we've had fights at the high school, but uh, you know, I, I do want to address that there was a comment said that there were two to three fights a day and, and that's absolutely not true. I mean, physical altercation, there might be two or three verbal altercations a day for sure. Right. Uh, but physical altercation, no. I mean that there 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 have been fights, but yeah, obviously we don't want to have any, right? Uh, and we deal with them as they come, and and we and we do have video surveillance in the hallway, so it, yeah. you know when things happen, it's you know recorded for us to review. Yeah, and we've been able to review, uh, you know, pretty much any fight that's been reported, we've been able to review those as long as they occurred within the building and or right outside the building. So, um, you know, we've unfortunately had to suspend a lot of students for fighting this year, and. Um, you know, we're going to continue to do that because we're not going to allow students to come in and make other students feel like they're not safe here at the building. So, and staff, of course, you know, we want to make, and our staff does a great job of supervising in the hallway and in their classrooms. And in in addition to the security staff. So, uh, we're sorry that there uh, are any students that feel like they are, um, uncomfortable coming to school. And it's, and it's, uh, unfortunate that we've got to the point where our one father had felt like he needed to come and speak to us about it. And. I'm glad that he did, right? Um, because you know it's important that people feel like they have an ability to come address us when they have concerns that rise to that level. But um, you know, we we do deal with those issues as they come to us, and our our administration and our security staff, you know, tries to get to all of them if we know of them. Uh, Correct. You know, and and that, that's really a big issue because um, 
you know, many of these problems arise from social media right. uh, that we may not be aware of. So I think it's real important, you know, whether it's a parent or a student, if they're aware of, you know, situations going on, you know, if they know something, they need to tell us so that we we know something and can address the issue before it becomes a problem. Well, and that's a really good point. Uh, the Our vocational director, Jeff Houston, when he was principal at the high school, he said to me once, and I always remember this, he said, you know, when we were kids, uh, we would get in fights and then it would be over because you go home, you cool off, you come back the next day and it was right. over. Said so now kids get in fights and then there's social media there. They escalate it all night. And then when they come back to school the next day, it's even worse. Um, so under, uh, unfortunately, through the use of social media, we do have a lot more issues where kids are coming to school ready to be upset with their with their classmates because they've been engaged all night. Whereas before that wasn't even an option. Um, and so that's something that we would ask everybody to monitor their children's social media use because it does lead to a lot of issues that we then end up having to deal with at the, at the schools, uh, even though they didn't really necessarily originate at school. Um, so after the one public comment, we did have two presentations to the board and every month we, we do a monthly uh, goal progress report and King was this month and we also were uh, lucky enough to, to recognize some all state participants. So uh, I'll let President Sherpy uh, give the details on those. Well, the, the first presentation was uh by uh, three members of the King staff, um, the principal Val Hawkins, uh, Dean of Students, Lindsay Armstrong, and uh, uh, classroom interventionist, Allison Vanerman. And they talked to us about cooperative learning groups. And that's basically a strategy that they're using to uh, encourage uh, student participation and, uh, you know, and involvement in the, in the process without being disruptive. Yeah, I, and, it was really great yeah. to, to hear all the different strategies that they were using. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was educational for me. I look forward to doing a walkthrough at King School and actually seeing that in place. Um, they they had a couple of clips of students talking about the cooperative uh, uh, learning groups and you know how they felt about it, and it was it was it was neat to hear hear their the, the students' perspective as opposed to the teachers' perspectives on how it impacts their learning. I agree. It was really great to hear from from seven and eight year old students talking about how these things and using the same vocabulary that the presenters used. Yes. Uh, after the fact, I mean, that was like, wow, they definitely are using these things because the kids are using the same terms. Yep. So so that was pretty neat. Uh, the, the next presentation was uh, from our band director, Mr. Empey, and uh, he um, recognized six students that participated in the ILMEA um, music competition. Um, those six students were Brian Townsend, Abigail LeClaire, uh, Brady Warner, Becca Nielsen, Sophia Edwards, and Luca Gomez. And of those six, uh, four of them were selected to go further, and they'll be participating in the All-State Conference uh, January 27th and 29th, or through the 29th, down at the Peoria Civic Center. And, uh, you know, I, I think the Galesburg community is well aware that we have an outstanding uh, band program. We've really produced some uh, you know, incredible musicians over the years, and this is just a continuation of you know great work that's been going on for you know for years, and it's exciting to 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 see their success. Well, and and for for those that are listening out there, we have a phenomenally great fine arts program have for decades, mm -hmm. and and I I think you know ha having come from other districts, we every year will have multiple all-state Illinois Music Education Association award winners. 
that's not normal. Right. Like it's normal at Galesburg, but it's not, I mean, like if I had one in other schools over the course of three years, you'd be like, wow, that's really great here. Each year we seem to have multiple. Right. Uh, and that is such a credit to our, our instructors and our kids. And just statewide, these, these students are the best of the best. Absolutely. So. And it is, I mean, it's hard to be L state in yeah. those things. If you have, you're in competition with kids who are among the best in the country right. and our kids are getting there every year. And it's just, it's, I should do a better job of, <laughs> of highlighting that at the meeting saying, this isn't normal that we have so many every year. That's really exceptional. So a uh, wonderful job by the band program. And we're so happy to see that every year. Uh, so then we moved on to uh, our regular part of the meeting. We had our um, we had our consent agenda uh, that was, you know, once again, that's for the, the monthly things that we just approve every month and hopefully approve every month to consider them. But yeah, that, that's uh, we proved that real quick because it's kind of routine business stuff. If people are interested, it's it's all posted online. If you want to read uh, the financials and uh, that type of stuff or health insurance, trust fund balance, and other exciting information. It's all there. Right. It is there, and it's all part of that. It's actually funny. It's the thing we vote on first, and it's the most of the packet. Yes. Um, and our board members, trust me, they all do review it because we have questions throughout the uh, the week before the board meeting about a lot of those issues. But, um, yeah, you wouldn't, for time-sensitive purposes, you wouldn't want us voting on those individually, the meetings that go till 2 in the morning. Um, so then we moved on to uh, our student council report where they uh, gave another detailed report. Right. She's doing a great job. Um, um, the the crust of her presentation this time was uh, about the activities for Swirl Week. That's uh, soon approaching us. So that's that's pretty exciting. That's a lot of work. Um, another thing that she mentioned that's going to be coming up real soon is they're hosting another blood drive. And uh, that'll be on February 4th from 1 to 6 p.m. I encourage people to to sign up for that. Um, I routinely donate blood. I don't believe I'm eligible to participate in that blood drive, but um, there are notifications that, you know, um, blood supplies are critically low. Yeah. And this is an opportunity to, to take care of that. And it also supports uh, um, students at 205. I believe that's, uh, there's a scholarship, I believe that's, uh, that's linked to yes. this blood drive. There's, yep. there's funds that are created that help support a, a scholarship. So if anybody's interested in donating blood, you can uh, you know, support that cause as well as support uh, students at 205 on yes. February 4th. And that would be our second blood drive of the year already. Yep. So our student council is really doing a lot of work and it's hard to believe that we're already getting close to swirl time that this year's flying by because uh, the swirl obviously is around Valentine's Day and that's uh, just a month away now. Yes. Um, and then we had the curriculum report, special ed report, and building reports. Anything of highlight you'd like to mention there? Um, no, that again, those reports are all you know online, and board members you know read the different reports. And uh, I don't believe we had any questions or discussions no. about any of those reports. Um, no, no, it's, it's good to see that um, you, know, you know the buildings are doing a lot of great things, and it's again, it's all detailed, you know, in um, the board packet. Yep, yep, you can go online to the the. Uh, school district webpage at www.galesburg205.org. Uh, go into the menu, find the board section. You can find all those uh, agendas with all the relevant information there if you're looking to see what any of those reports were. Uh, and we have those archived for years, so you can go back a long time and see those. Uh, so then we had focus area two. We we're talking about facilities, and we had the building and grounds committee report, and then we had uh, uh, bid specifications for um, the, the 940 Fremont renovations for the Bright Futures Building uh, and uh, District Administration Center 
and uh, bid specs for summer 2022 improvements at King, Steel, Lombard, and the 712 campus. Had uh, some of a discussion. It was a really long discussion in December, uh, so the January discussion wasn't as long, but what were the highlights from those discussions? Well, uh, again, it's it's basically two different projects. The the big one is the um, the Bright Features project at 940 um, um, West Fremont. Um, we are you know, going to be ultimately going to be moving Bright Futures, the, the preschool program, from the current location at Lincoln over to to uh, the new building. Um, in, in the process of that, we're going to expand it to having ten classrooms, so it's going to be an expanded program, as well as uh, expanded uh, offerings. There, it's uh, you know we'll have uh, you know, you know d different facilities. There'll be a real nice you know, outdoor playground there. There's an indoor play area, um, assessment areas. And then within that same building, we're also going to be moving our administrative offices over there. So they'll be closer to the, the 712 complex, more in the center of the community, uh, easier accessibility. Um, we already have the GAVC you know, facilities in that building. Yep. Um, what else? We're also going to be putting a, you know, it's, it's not exciting stuff, but we, we do have a lot of archive records and stuff. That we need to maintain a uh, you know tech stuff that we're also going to have facilities for that in in the new building right um the the architects presented us with plans you know for that and it's it's exciting to look at it's uh, i think people are going to be surprised when they they see the finished product it's uh it's it's going to be really exciting oh I, we, we will i can't imagine there's a finer bright futures facility and uh, downstate Illinois when we're done with this. Right. I mean, it, it, it's gonna, like all our other facilities, we're going to be top of the line. Now, now, for our early childhood program, maybe you could answer this question for, for the people out there. Uh, what, what ages are those students? Three and four. Okay. And if I have a student that's age three and four, how do I get my student enrolled in that type of a program? Well, there's a child finding process. The regional office currently runs that, and we have our own um, employees that, that help with that. But um, there are announcements that are put out. There's uh, on our webpage. You can reach out to the district office if you're just curious as to, you know what, my child just turned three. Right. How do I do that? You can call here at the district office at 973-2000. Uh, and you can reach out and ask to speak to either Mrs. Ellen Spatel or Dr. Don Mashad. And you can ask about how that process would get started for your child. There's a certain criteria. There's a point system that goes along with that that has to do with your family situation and your child's specific information. So not every child qualifies. Correct. Uh, but many children do. Okay. And so uh, once your child turns three, uh, you know that's the first trigger. And then if that, uh, um, you know, that would trigger us, then at least have running it through the application process to see if if your child is eligible. Um, and and so we have about 200 kids here uh, in our three and four year old program. Uh, they're, most of them are half-day programs, um, although we do have, uh, you know, some all-day opportunities, but that's that's pretty rare. Right. Uh, but we do have half-day opportunities for uh, three-year-olds, and if you're very interested in that, please call the district office, and we can try to get you started. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a, from what I've seen, it's, it's a great program, and we Absolutely. got some really, you know, great teachers, you know, working with the students over there, so, uh, yeah. People are interested by all means. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, so the conversations around our bright futures is the same that we were having a few years ago about all our other facilities. We have great teachers, we have great programs. We just want to make sure they're in great facilities. Absolutely. And so this this bright futures opportunity came up, and and boy, I, we were really excited that that we're finally going to be able to do 
uh, not just K-12, but pre-K-12 in, in all great facilities. And not that this facility is terrible that we're in right now, but this one will just be better. Well, again, th th these facilities weren't designed for, no. for preschool. And uh, no, we're making it work. Right. But yeah, this will be designed for preschool, which is, and the, the playground is going to be just phenomenal. And you're right. People just, just trust us when you say you probably <laughs> don't have any idea how nice this thing's going to be until it's done. And then you'll see that it's really going to be state of the art. Um, well, and that was, that was part of the, the, the I guess we're, we're sending this out for, to get bids, right? We haven't approved the, pro the process yet, but we're going to be sending that out for bids. I believe though that's expected to come back for the March meeting Correct. that will actually approve the bids. Mm -hmm. um, the second part of that is a whole bunch of other, you know, kind of finishing construction pro processes for the, you know, buildings throughout the, the district, things that we, we haven't quite finished things like the, you know, um, an employee parking area on the Northeast corner of the, the 712 um, complex, um, some windows inside the, the 712 complex we still need to get done. Um, the, the courtyards for, for me, that was, that's one of the highlights for me, the, 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 the courtyards of all of our buildings are kind of a, a central focus point. And, you know, we're going to be dedicating some, some funds to improving those so that they're not just visually appealing, but uh, you know, create the opportunity to use those as learning environments so students can get outside and you know engaged in that part of the, the buildings as well. But, yeah, there's a lot of other things on there. Um, I don't know. Um, a cabinetry, it's cabinetry and yeah, a little bit more mundane things right. that people probably won't necessarily notice, but things that have to get Fixing done. up white call gym so we can use that more for junior high athletics. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a big thing, maybe freshman athletics as well, because we're going to need some more gym space out here that can be used for not just practice, but competition space and fixing up the wrestling room for the become the seven, eight shop. Yep. Oh, that'd be um, a big change. That'll be a big change. And so uh, there's still some work to be done, but we're getting excited uh, mm -hmm. to be able to maybe, you know, start to put a bow on some of these things and say we're done and we can just kind of move forward with our lives here for a while at the, at least at the K-12 facility level. Um, we got the pre-K's got one more year. So uh, after that, we, we hope to be done for quite a while anyway, and, and just kind of keep on keeping on, uh, be very happy that we've, that we've really addressed so many facility issues that were, that we've been lingering here for decades. And, and I really commend the board for, for getting that done. And once again, if you missed our December podcast, did we raise or lower the property tax rate? Oh, we have lowered the property oh, tax rate. Oh, that's right. That's we exciting. It. Doing all this for for uh, a lower tax rate. That's uh, that's exciting news. Right? So so once again, if you're just listening now, go, what's this going to cost me? Well, actually, your tax rate went down. Yeah. So doing more with less. Right. So we, we really are excited about that. Uh, then after the, uh, that section was over, we, we moved on to approving activity bus bids. Why did we approve activity bus bids? You know better than most board <laughs> members why we did that, right? Well, we have uh, three activity buses. Um, people have probably seen them about town. Those are the smaller uh, buses that are white. And uh, if you look up close, they're in kind of rough conditions. <laughs> they are uh, definitely had their wear and tear. The, there's a lot of visible rust on them amongst uh, other wear and tear. Um, as a volunteer assistant tennis coach, <laughs> um, I have the opportunity to drive these buses to tennis matches and yeah, they've, they've definitely reached their point of replacement. And, uh, so we approved the, the, the bids to purchase three new bu buses and trade in the, the buses that we have. 
Um, according to Ms. Ham, though, we, we may not see them right away because of like everything else, um, you know, some things are in short supply and we have to wait for them to, to actually get created for us to, to receive them. Yeah, the fortunate thing is the three activity buses we have now, while they are definitely, uh, you know, at the less than optimal stage of their use, they still do work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they work so that, you know, we still have full use of those three buses for the next uh, several months until we get the, the new buses in. But, right. You know, we have uh, we're, we're obviously looking forward to when those new buses come in. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. It was just time to get new buses. Yep. And then the last thing that was of any real discussion was uh, uh, usually something that doesn't even need that much for, uh, discussion. But this time, uh, for good reason, there was a little bit more discussion. We asked uh, Eric Spindler, the sponsor, to come. But the, the German club asked for permission to go to Germany. So you want to talk about the what the discussion was there? Well, I, I think uh, the concerns that the school board had was uh, was with COVID, right? And um, you know, I think it's it's two parts. One of them, we want to make sure that the students are safe in their travels, and we're also concerned about the you know the financial safety of them. Right. That if they commit to uh, to paying for a trip like this, and something were to happen that they have to cancel it, that they you know have the ability to get their money back. And uh, Mr. Spindler answered all of our, our questions in depth, and uh, we wish him well. It's, uh, it's, although it's not as many students as they traditionally take, I believe he says like eight, eight to 10, yeah. okay, that will be uh, traveling over there, and it sounds like a great learning opportunity. So, oh, yeah, yeah I mean, it would be great well. if they can go. Right. And, and uh, Mr. Spindler did a, a very nice job of explaining that there's at least there's minimal risk, but there's some risk. They would lose. Hundred dollars to cancel uh, down the road, but it's not the whole cost right. of the trip. So, and the par the parents involved are are well aware, you know, these, right. these concerns. They're going in with their eyes open. They know what right. the risks are, and, and, and even the trip. He's you know they've amended some of the you know the things that they would be doing. They would be traveling you know as much within you know the different countries. They're right. going to limit it to to one area, and you know it's not going to be as expansive as you know it has been in the past, but. It's still a great learning opportunity. Yeah, I sure hope they get to go because uh, that'll also mean that, that, you know, maybe some of this pandemic stuff will die down by then. And uh, we're all obviously getting tired of that, but uh, we're still managing to keep on keeping on. It's nice to have some regular things start to pop back up to recur. So I was glad to see he brought that back up. Um, okay, well, the, other than that, we, you know, we had our personnel report and, uh, you know, every month we're going to have some people uh, that, that, that get mm -hmm. hired and, and uh, resign or, or decide you know, they need to go find someplace else to go or whatever. Uh, and there was nothing uh, atypical on that report. And then we had the, no grievances. And uh, uh, we had one FOIA that uh, is a monthly thing that we do. We had a very odd request from the Associated Press that asked for the disposition of a, of a uh, Office of Civil Rights complaint from 2017 that we uh, actually you and I started addressing kind of when mm -hmm. we got on the board together, right? Yeah. Back in uh, the summer of 2017. I'm uh, not really sure why they asked for that, but we sent it right off to them, and so we complied. Uh, and then, as I said before, we we adjourned the meeting at eight fourteen. That was uh, yeah. that's a that was a quick one. So uh, next month probably won't happen to be as quick, just because we're going to have a lot of stuff. We're we're going to start talking about uh, changing the the start and stop times for school next year, and so that'll be a lively debate for next month. And uh, you know, we will we'll have some more facility bid things and like that to discuss, but. Uh, uh, until then, I guess we, we will we'll talk to Rod after that meeting, which is February 14th. So I thank you today for your time. Thank you. Have a great day.